0: Hello, my lovely. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah. Good to here. Oh,
1: oh lovely. Lo- oh. oh, wow. Did you make that?
0: No, I wish I had. Oh, but I do. I'm a bit of a sucker for like a beautiful handmade mug.
1: Oh, it is. It's really mm. lovely. Mm. I, I, I do enjoy my. Um, I do love my a good mug. And um, today it's just a. It's just a fat face yeah. one. But
0: it's
1: nice. I like it. I like big, big mugs that you can get lots of tea into.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'm on coffee number two today. Was just a two coffee day.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not often it happens, but you know, some days it's just a two coffee day. I
1: totally get you. Totally get you. Oh, how are you? I'm all
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and is this is your studio. This is part. Yes, this is the this is technically the tidy side of my studio. Love it. Um.
1: Yeah.
0: The other side is well. I have one that it. I'm in the loft, so if I just yep. open this, turn it round, you can see it's like open through to the other. Oh yeah. The other bit. So the other bit is um is my messy side where I do my painting and my uh, life drawing. Oh, so it's got everything's got this layer of charcoal <laughs> over it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it gets everywhere you know, it's all good. It's all part of the creative process, isn't it? Is it?
1: My um my my husband was up in our loft with me yesterday, um, basically looking to because because you got the bit under the eaves, which you can't really use for very much, and mm-hmm. I was like, I've only got enough space to work on one painting at a time because I do it on the floor and it's big yeah yeah. and um, and I said you know if I could kind of put it away to dry somehow and then you know I can I can work on another one so he was like well there's space under the eaves maybe I could build you like a little shelving unit or something so so I'm quite excited about that (laughs) yeah that's exciting I like yeah
0: the loft is a little bit frustrating in that you know this is the I can touch the ceiling. I'm sitting down and I can touch the ceiling. Um, yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's designed for little hobbits like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's plenty. It, it's fine mostly, but I've tried. It's like when I was doing your session. Um, you know, sort of like swinging my. arm. I'm like, okay, I'll just I'll just put my arms over my head.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: I can't yeah. like reach fully out you know and it's just that that feeling of expansiveness is yeah. not quite there really
1: yeah and that's that's so interesting because I do those sessions downstairs in the lounge mm. I basically tell everybody to bugger off <laughs> 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 and I'm like because cuz I've tried doing them in the loft and you're right there's just it's just not enough space and because of the type of the session you know, it demands it. You know, it's it's yeah. essential to the practice. You know, you still get something out of it, obviously. But it's oh yeah, completely that feeling of allowing yourself to expand. Yeah. Which, you know, because we don't as yeah. as standard, we just we just kind of think I'll just take up this little bubble here. That's fine. Yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. So I,
0: you know, I often have the I've got skylights, so I open the windows, so I can stretch my bombs out of the windows (laughs)
1: oh that's cool i don't
0: i don't give a damn what the neighbours think anymore so you know
1: oh god yeah
0: i started (laughs) having out of the window
1: i started having so we live in a an old victorian terrace and Mm. um there's about does it go up what's it maybe 25 houses it goes up to we're number 17 Mm. and um and it faces south so I quite often sit in in our front doorway and um you know just read or drink my coffee or whatever but I've started having conversations with like friends and you know the other like peers and stuff just really openly sitting in our doorway like everybody can hear me but like yesterday I was talking about you know all of the events of last week yeah all of the kind of you know the assault stuff the women's stuff all of that and I was just openly talking about it <laughs> but um I've, yeah I've got to that point where I don't I don't care anymore really you know they're going to think what they think anyway so
0: well absolutely and I think actually at the moment it feels it feels much more open and in a, for all that we're like really closed into our houses yeah society feels a bit more open and you know we're talking about Everything we're talking about all of the issues because you know they're there right in front of us and that's yeah. all we deal with every day. So I, I actually feel like society and communities kind of going. So so how, what what's life like for you and what's life like for you and
1: yeah uh,
0: yeah it just feels a bit more like we're all just putting up with whatever we have to put up with this year and last year.
1: Um. we're being much more open about it because I guess there's nowhere else there's 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 so I think there's several things I think we were just less willing to put up with all of the kind of pretending everything is normal because it's really not really not no no and and with that comes yeah much more of a willingness to talk about everything because otherwise like where's all that gonna go you're just gonna keep pushing it back down and yeah
0: <laughs> I think also there's, there's a, an element of society that um has always lived you know particularly kind of what we'd often refer to as like the rat race kind of yeah lifestyle that you know we a lot of people fall into that lifestyle just because that's normal and it's expected and it's what you do and we all fall into that kind of lifestyle and it's through the experience of these past 12 months that people have gone
1: okay so what there's lots of different ways of being actually yes <laughs> something, like, something that seemed utterly impossible and completely yeah. in Im- like even off the planet implausible actually yeah. happened yeah yeah and and then people seem to
0: be a bit more open to like oh okay so there's other ways of being and other ways of, and we just find our own way through and start looking to other people to go oh so you do that that way right that's interesting um mm-hmm. rather than just being dismissive because you, you're not the norm you know yeah
1: which brings me wonderfully to um to my first question actually which is um how would you describe yourself because and I, I'm hoping that you'll come up, that you'll, um, that you'll relate a little story that you put on your website to me, because I just love it. I'm trying to remember what that story
0: is. <laughs> 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 um, how would I describe myself? I would describe myself as a um, recently liberated artist um, who was blocked for very, very, very many years, far too many, yeah. Decades. Um and through that through the liberation that I've stepped into that actually was probably always available to me, but it has to happen at the right time I feel. Yeah. Um that I I'm so grateful for it, I'm so I'm so full of joy with it that I want to help liberate other stuck creative people yeah um so that's that's part of that's part of who I am and part of what I do as an artist part of it is also this behind me um which which is uh my self portrait <laughs> <laughs> fabulous um and which is about finding, it, 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 it actually com- combines a little bit of NLP stuff, in a way. Okay. This is my visual anchor. Yes. Um. Yeah. So this is um, what I call my, I don't really know quite what to call it, really, um, because empowerment is a bit of an overused word
1: it's hard isn't it a lot of those words just feel really yeah. overused yeah. yeah um
0: but I discovered so last last year um in April so you know fairly early on in in the weird days.
1: yeah
0: um there was the 100 days challenge 100 days project which has come up year after year and I keep keep looking at it and thinking oh God I can't commit I don't like, know that I, it's just something thing on Instagram uh, well no Instagram and put on Facebook and you basically pick your own project and it's okay generally aimed at creative so it's a creative project but it's pretty it's pretty broad um so you can pick anything okay and you commit to doing something on it every day for a hundred days and you post about it on instagram and there's a facebook page for it yeah and and you know you have tags and things and i kept thinking about it in previous years and thought god i can't I can't commit to 100 days you know you look in the calendar and actually 100 days is a really long time
1: uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> and
0: uh, you know it's like a nice round number and then you go wait that goes from april to july <laughs> <laughs> that's a really long time and I thought, no, I can't I can't commit. You know, I kept thinking, oh no, my life's really chaotic and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um and that and as though I had some kind of issue with committing. Yeah. Because I think I had this old story actually. Well, I know I had this old story of being a flake, of not being able to finish things. Um so so with it being the, in the pandemic, I was like, well, if I can't, you know, if I can't do it now, when can I? Yeah. So I I committed to that. So I did 100 days of life drawing. Amazing. Which, um, you know, I did life drawing two or three times a week anyway, um, which has been happening by Zoom recently. Um. So then I just had to add in something for four other days in the week, really. Yeah. So, I did a lot of drawing my left hand with my right hand, um, and a lot of drawing my own feet, <laughs> you know, like, sitting with my feet up and just drawing my feet, um, but I then, because I was drawing other people, and you know, a lot of my husband reading or looking at his phone, um, I, because I was drawing other people naked, I was like, I should be able to do that myself yeah I thought it would be horrific <laughs> and I was like oh because you know lockdown I have eaten all of the ice cream
1: oh yeah we all did that <laughs>
0: all of the ice cream um plus but somebody in the village started um um a, a pizza business during lockdown oh dear I know it was just dreadful which you know obviously you have to support a local business don't you yeah um, so, you know, all of those body conscious yeah. issues come yeah. up, and I thought drawing myself naked would be awful, and I had to go at it. You know, hiding most of me behind a very big sketchbook, and um, and finding that when I was done looking at when I'm drawing, I'm just concentrating on each little yeah millimeter of skin that I'm drawing. Um, so I'm not judging. I'm just, I'm just drawing. Yeah. And then afterwards, when I look at the drawing, I'm not looking and judging the lumps and bumps. Yeah. I'm looking at drawing, I'm looking at an artwork. So I carried on doing that and then painted this as a result. That's incredible. And it's really changed my, my body positivity.
1: That is so so affirming. I love that. It's Absolutely wonderful. And
0: I, I've also found that, like, if I do it while I'm in a particular mood, because like that's something for me is that the senses and the moods are changeable. Yeah, I can you know I can shift them, and that I can that I can express that in my art.
1: Yes. So yeah.
0: if I Get myself into a particular, really positive, life-affirmed mood. Draw myself and paint myself from that place. Yeah. When I look at that, I'm reconnecting with that.
1: That is just awesome. I'm I really... love that. How, <laughs> how freaking powerful is that? Though? It's just...
0: incredible. It is incredible. I've done wow. it with other people as well. So I, I've started doing offering that, you know, as a commission thing. Um, So I've done that for a couple of people, and it's just amazing because it's wonderful to work with other people through that process as well.
1: Yes, but
0: yeah,
1: every I think every woman in particular needs to have that kind of relationship where she can step Mm -hmm. back and see herself as as others honestly probably see her anyway. You know, we're we are the most critical people when it comes to ourselves yeah and yes we can project that out onto others Mm. but honestly I don't think that we would criticize others half as much as we criticize ourselves no it's true and um yeah I I just yeah that's that's such a lovely you know what I do in the the sacred expression that is really about you know definitely there's a there's a, a body love kind of. you know element in there in that you are allowing yourself to connect to all parts of you and to move all parts of you and to expand into all parts of you and what you create you know visually is obviously an extension of that but it's abstract Mm -hmm. And, and I think that you know there's there's a different element with what you do because there's a you know realism in it, and it's much more kind of oh, that's me, yeah. but there's still yeah there's still kind of that element of wow, that was in me, and I've put it out there, yeah, so and it's
0: being seen and heard as well, isn't it yeah, Cause this is probably the least abstract that I've done, and when i when I've done this work for other people, I've kept it um I've painted in a different style actually a lot um a lot more abstract so you can tell it's a person and she knows it's her yeah um and she can connect to that because I you know she was involved through there the person. yeah, thinking, yeah. Connected, connected through the process as well um but hung on a wall other people looking at it would not necessarily go oh my god that's you yeah yeah so she's got this beautiful artwork that she loves that connects with her body. And um and other people she she's happy for other people to see it because they're not gonna necessarily know unless she chooses to tell them that that's her. That's, that's really beautiful. That was that was a particular favourite piece of mine, really, that I just think particularly band was wonderful. But actually, what you said about movement as well—that's a really key thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I can't keep still <laughs> when I'm drawing. I do. You know, sometimes I turn up at life drawing sessions and I'm I'm feeling tired. you know. so I'll sit in front of my easel and draw. But I always have music on. Yeah. A, a lot of the life drawing sessions I do with a particular. Um, model friend. Um, he uses, he, he creates the soundtrack. Okay. And he also uses spoken words as well. So it's really, we're like, we're on the same plane, you know. It's, um, it's really emotive. And so there's always this glorious music and I just have to stand and move and dance while I'm drawing and it just, it transforms the, the art. Into Something completely different.
1: That is your energy. Yeah. You, yeah. And I, this is, this is why I like, I physically don't think, you know, I could sit down and just draw with a sketchbook anymore. Maybe, maybe I could, but I'd find it really hard because I need to move my whole body when I'm creating yeah. something. I just yeah. need to, you know, it doesn't feel right otherwise. Yeah. I do still,
0: I do still do that for, you know, for the purposes of noodling around an idea and, and looking at yeah. patterns and designs. Um, but again, I often do it, um, you know, I think, oh, this really, I'm, if I'm struggling with something, I'm sitting down working at mm. a book and struggling with it, I'll stand up. Yeah. And even just standing at moving around, you know, looking out the window, come back and not sit down, but, but draw Standing up. Yes. Like lift up me and move around with it. So if it's not a giant sketchbook I can do that quite easily. And that always shifts things. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting how we're often conditioned to sit and draw carefully. Sit and yeah. draw nicely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, it feels like we must have been told in childhood. Sit down and draw nicely. Oh
1: god, yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, actually, so it's really interesting for me because you know my kids are ten and eleven now, and I see them kind of creating stuff. And bless my 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 daughter said to me the other week. She said, "Mummy, I want to do a life size painting before the end of term." <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> when I was their age, I was very analytical, so I would sit for hours and like draw something in detail Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it would be very like very realistic you know I I would get all of the all of the details in all of the kind of shading or whatever it is but Mm. but it was very analytical and you know likewise I had some gouache paints my parents bought me and I would sit and do like little kind of really intricate art deco designs oh, wow. yeah. and um I think of that now and you know it's incredible in its own right but I couldn't do that now no I just uh, I
0: think this is good skill to have because Definitely. I think it, like when it, when you're learning any any skill it's just to have the basic techniques in sure before you can really let loose and play
1: yeah really yeah.
0: mildly um But, yeah, for me, it has to be, uh, I'm an emotional, expressive person. Yeah. So it would be weird for my art to not be like that. Yeah. Um, And some people are like that and create completely different art and, and like, thank goodness for that, really. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because we've all got to create something. Different, not different. Um, but yeah, I think I think for me it it was the whole it all stems really from sort of not feeling seen or heard. And I yes. think wanting to I mean I always knew I was an artist. Yeah. Like from being a small child. Um, I think I've referred to it as like, you know, she you cut me in half a piece of rock. Um, even though I wouldn't have been able to express that as a child. Um, it was just something that was part of my identity. Yeah. Um, and when I wasn't allowed to do that by, um, overbearing father, um, then it got, it felt like it was, I was being dismissed as a person. Yes. It was, it was such a strong part of my identity that not being allowed and also when you uh, it was at that point you know when you're 14 and you've got to make your decisions on different beaches now wouldn't it yeah um but being be um it was o-level at the time and um there was a clash between my sub between
1: art and his subject which was chemistry oh my god I, do you know? I remember the trauma of of trying to figure out those timetables, and you couldn't take. I, yeah. think, I, I think I wanted to. T- I couldn't take music and art. We well, seem bonkers, but it? you were allowed to. So you were allowed to take two or three even science subjects, but you couldn't take two, two or more art subjects. It's like it's okay then. <laughs> it just seems crackers, isn't it? Really,
0: to to separate them out like that as well. It's it, it seemed really weird, um. So yeah, so I had this this choice, and there was a lot of arguing. Oh. Um, because I was a horrible teenager, you know. <laughs> not a good age it to speaking. Um, and it's where we're kind of like, you know, we're sitting <gasps> finding our adult boundary. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, um. So I, I was, I was quite a horrible rebellious teenager and um my dad was adamant that I should do anything as long as it was chemistry oh and actually that and that felt to me like the end of the world yeah course, that felt like the end of the world if I couldn't do our o-level that was that was it I was never going to be able to do this and although I did get to do my o-level in in a year one year later I went to the sprint school sixth one and was able to do it as an extra. Um so I did get my new level. Um and a good one I've got a name. Must uh, <laughs> be done. Um, it it was it was kind of like it was a token. Right. And and I think I've just absorbed that idea that, you know, I was not allowed to be an artist. Yes. But yeah. it was, I was told it was fine to do it as a hobby. Yeah. Um but that just squashed it for so long. Yeah. And it it took me till 50 like actually I mean I kept trying to find ways for it.
1: Yeah. And and always dabble. Same same and I you know it kind of it came out for me in in pieces of my work but um again usually quite analytical so for for example I did I did web design for a little while and it was you know creating um not just websites but really beautiful websites and this was back also when you hand well hand coded everything so (laughs) I would take a design and then I would be like okay I'm gonna put that on the but yeah wow. I, you know again I felt like oh it has to be practical in some way
0: yes. it has to be useful <laughs> yeah my mum was a textile artist and um she was also not allowed to do that as a she wasn't to yeah um and so yes it, it was the what we used to call it the the tray off um scenario of you can do stitchery and embroidery as long as it's something useful like, oh. you know, play, you're or you know and there was that so she was always fighting this kind of idea that embroidery was purely domestic wow that's so, so yeah, she was, sad she was always fighting this so she did i'm like I found, I have a friend who, um, has a very similar mother. And I said, oh my goodness, that's amazing hearing her story about her mother. I was like, we both have flash and burn mothers. And she knew exactly what I meant because her mother and my mother would take fabric, lash it to pieces, use soldering irons, just like, just do yeah. really, really weird random stuff. Yeah. Style. And it was, and created art from it. Yeah uh, in a way that we would do the same thing with paint and pastels and Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was it's interesting actually that, you know, being brought up with that that there's always been some kind of battle around making art and artists understood. And I'm really I'm just really keen. I would say desperate, I'm not desperate, I'm really adamant, but we can change the whole complete myth, yeah the uh, uh, the myth around the struggling artist, yes, myth around not being able to make a livelihood from it, yes, um so yeah, finding that i once I found my art once I found my thing, um which all revolves around the human body, um once I'd found that I was like right. <laughs> No, I'm really going for it. No, I'm not getting back in the box. So, Um, sorry, what did you do before then? um, In in terms of art, or as a business. Uh, For money. What did you do for money? Well, I started off with a very sensible job, father-approved job at the British Library. (laughs) Okay. Uh, which was like, which was, uh, not the one in London, but the one, um, in Yorkshire, which, is, um, uh, had lots of different jobs within that. So I went to the training department and the marketing department and you know, the education department, all these kind of things. Um, so I wasn't like a librarian, but, um, and then, uh, and my husband worked there as well. And, uh, so we left at the same time as both handed to and the Oh And we started our own business which was um called Ephodiratics, which was making handmade uh natural flakes and skin care. Okay. So we did that for <clears throat> thirteen, fourteen years. And uh and then sold that a couple of years ago. Yeah. So it was it was difficult because it was something that we created. I'd found it quite difficult to let go of. Yeah. He'd let go of it a year before me because he wanted to train as a massage therapist. Um, clearly, my life is hell being to a massage therapist. <laughs> <laughs> All that practice. All that practice. Do you know what? It was great while he was training because he needed practice. Yes. But now that it's his full-time job, I don't like that. Yeah now i have to go and he tells you massage before you go back to work because obviously you can't, you can't work at the moment yeah um so yeah so i i went by the title
1: of soap maker for many years i mean that's creative in itself though it's 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 you know it's practical again <laughs> yeah, it was it was and actually i did use my artwork in the in the packaging yeah Yeah.
0: Um, So I created some nice colours, linking the scents and colours together. Yeah. Um, and creating, creating packaging with, yeah, with my artwork in, which was, which was very satisfying. Gorgeous. Yeah, it was kind of, um, same set. But it, it did take me to find life drawing and figurative art before I could let go of the fake business.
1: And why do you think the life drawing really spoke to you? I mean, is there is there something that kind of, you know, even relating back to, like, your your mini-me, your childhood or your, just the core
0: part of you? Yeah, yeah there's something, I mean, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it is almost, I think, often art says the things that you can't say with words. Yes. Um, but somehow it's just kind of all really linked together with, um, how I feel in my own body. Um, because somehow it's, it's it kind of, it. I would say it's sensuality because it's all of yeah. the senses. Yeah. Um, and I think there is, there's a degree of synesthesia going on as well. Yeah um But there's something about because I do love the human body. I think the human body is extraordinary. It really is, and and I can see beauty in every single body that I look at. Oh, um, I genuinely do. Yeah, um, because I just I just find that they're extraordinary, and it and it gets me excited. Gets all my senses excited. Um. And yeah, there's something about me being seen and heard when I I felt like I wasn't as a child. Yeah. Um, I did get a lot of that, like you know, go to you room, don't be seen or heard kind of thing. Yeah. Um, from from one parent. Um. And I don't know. I think I lived in my head a lot as a as a child. Yeah. So I but I was always, also kind of always outdoors and in tree, up trees, you know, and in dens and all yeah. of that. So, um, I don't, it, it's very difficult to express somehow, but there is something about, something that I like to explore in my, in, when I'm working is having the sense, taste, um, you know, sounds of music and, and obviously just the visual. And there's also the textural as well, which I think is why I love drawing with charcoal. Yeah. And, and soft pastels.
1: Yeah.
0: Those lovely buttery soft pastels. Oh
1: yeah. And you oh, get yeah, them yeah. all over you and oh, it's just so vibrant it's, and, yeah. and I think
0: it's like, it's, there's like an electricity there. And I think that experience of doing embodied drawing. Yes. As we both do on a giant piece of yeah um on the floor and crawling around on it and jumping on it and um just getting completely filthy using my nose and my hair and my fingers and my toes and just all of me yeah um, you know in the charcoal in the pastel all over the paper um is a really visceral experience yeah yeah and um i've started and like i love that experience just as it is but i because i also love drawing other human bodies if i then use that paper yeah and draw over those yeah. over that that embodied charcoal and um, that's what i've been doing recently and that's where like some That work it's been a real shift in my work there's so
1: much energy in in those pieces that you've created and because like you say you can't fail to put that energy into it when it's something you've been rolling around in. yeah yeah completely and I just wanted to say as well what you were what you were kind of so for me that that fully embodied Drawing or you know whatever it is exploration for me it's it 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 is so healing yeah. because well lots of different reasons, but for a start, you're using both sides of your body and both sides mm. of your brain as a result. And it's not, you know, so you're not tapped completely into that kind of more analytical logical side. Mm. In fact, that side is is vastly quietened because you're so in the zone of what you're moving and creating and and um but it's also it's also um like you say, it's a very visceral. And holistic self acknowledgement practice. Yeah. Oh
0: gosh, yes, that's a beautiful way to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And and I feel that if I can express me in that and then express what I see in someone else. Yeah. That that energy can't fail but coming through. Um and yeah, for some, but there's also something around um, expressing people who who can't express themselves in 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 art. Although actually, you know, the life models, life models are artists in their own right. Yeah. Um. Because that's definitely it's that's definitely an art form when you, when you see a yeah. you know pop life model. It's definitely an art form. Um. But expressing people through art, it, I think it helps them see something different in themselves, something new yeah. in themselves. or actually recognise something that's always been there in themselves, but they've not actually been able to visualise.
1: Yeah, um, just being expressed and like you say as well having that different relationship with it because it's not just kind of you looking down at yourself and going uh yeah yeah <laughs> exactly exactly yeah some bits, um like an objective observer has lovingly kind of um it is a kind of transmutation really isn't yeah. it yes it is it is and
0: and it it always amazes me when you talk to life models about about how it feels to be drawn. Yeah. And they find it so emotional, so so life affirming. Wow. Every single artist in the physical room when we can do it in the physical room, but in the uh in the Zoom yeah scenario where sometimes we might be a really small group of five or six, or sometimes we're sixty yeah um each single person is finding deep in you and each single person is expressing that in their own way yeah and and there's something really there's something really ancient and primal about seeing it on um in material you know it in a it's almost like I think that's why I like charcoal. it's like it's a burnt dip on cave, yeah, and it's um seeing those marks put down like 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 some old language in mark making and saying it? it's just it's very difficult to describe it, it's just like some kind of and I think so, it's a word primal, but that kind of expression
1: i so that kind of brings me to. I don't I'm not quite sure how to express this but how do you feel about kind of allowing yourself to use that language now versus not having been allowed to use that language mm. and also it's um kind of juxtaposition with you know the everyday language that we are allowed to use yeah 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 it, it's interesting because there is still there is still
0: a battle in that for me as a as an artist I often refer to myself as a liberated artist because I do feel fantastic yeah freedom and liberation total joy from being able to do what I found really works for me for expressing myself and yes the people in front of them yeah um but it's really interesting when you take that work out into the broader world, which obviously not a place to Um but only really through social media. Um but last time I did an art show um an art event um I I was really tempted to rename my business. Um ne na- Naked was it? Naked news? Nak Ma- naked <laughs> nudes. <laughs> hey, somebody went oh, oh so many naked nudes. <laughs> hey, hilarious t- t- <laughs> And like, you know, there's a lot of the world is, is kind of crudish. Um, yeah. And also a lot of the, we're also kind of quite rightly protective of ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's this battle between safety. Yeah. And personal safety. Um, and being expressive. But, yeah, it's, and, and then other people, some people's judgement, but you know, somebody stood in, in my in my area looking at all my work and went, "Gosh, there's so many nipples," which I was like, uh, yeah." Um, and that was which was quite interesting. That also because I I all of the facts too. Um. So I thought it was just
1: uh, But it's interesting that it's going to talk to people in France. Well, as well, you, so I was, I was going to say that, you know, maybe if we all went around naked, like much more regularly, assuming that we're not going to be cold, obviously, then... Yeah, little, little, little You know, we just bit, get nipple. rid of so much of this nonsense and the idea that women's nipples can't be shown on social media but men's nipples can, for example. Yeah. I mean, what the heck is that about? Yeah. I know, it's
0: completely crackers, completely crackers. And, and I, I
1: yeah, no, and I, I, sorry, go on. I, I just, I just really hope that in the next. I don't know, fifty years, maybe. Let's be a little bit realistic. Maybe all of that is just going to turn around because, and and being seen as for how ridiculous and misogynistic it really yes. is.
0: Yeah, completely, completely. Um, and it's also interesting, and um, from the guy's point of view as well, because oh, so much of life drawing, and you know. The news in art—you've got a few, a few good male examples, you know, particularly in sculpture. But it's predominantly the female form, yeah, predominantly from the male gaze. Yes, Um, and it—it is really interesting that when I when I come across people, some people's reactions, um. And some people have said to me, other artists have said to me, oh, you're really brave doing figurative art, because it doesn't sound I'm like... Wow. Interesting. I am selling art, so it yeah. does sound. Um, but there's that, that kind of, you know, because they're like, well, why wouldn't it? And they are like, well, because people have proved they Does not have... Not everybody music? is. <laughs> like, no, not everybody is. Exactly. And actually, I think it's... it's what's the better word it's something to do with exposure (laughs) um but yeah we because we don't walk around naked very much
1: I I believe it's about um a really fundamental block around our own sexuality and our own bodies Mm. and you know instilled from childhood through various means but also just continuously ingrained in us every day through you know things like oh my god you can't show a nipple on social media or yeah. Yeah. you know oh that um reporter is showing too much cleavage you know because yeah. it's always a woman isn't yeah. it yeah and um or you know oh uh, i yeah there's just so many examples one that came up to me I don't know why I was lying awake this morning but I was thinking about leg hair <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, female body hair.
1: Oh, female body hair, and uh, and I was getting quite irate, just like thinking about the fact that um, if a choo- if a woman chooses to- whether to shave her legs or her head has yeah. nothing to do with anybody else, and there is no norm. No, there should be. You know, I genuinely used to feel. And actually, if I'm being totally honest, I still feel a little bit weird about going out in public with hairy legs on show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it feels a bit like, am I allowed to do this? And that just enrages me. (laughs) Have you tried? This is a good one.
0: Have you tried going out in public without a bra?
1: I have, actually. Yes.
0: It's weird and tricky.
1: It is weird. And yeah, so um, for a long time, um, when I was going through topical steroid steroid withdrawal, my skin was just so uncomfortable all the time. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wear a bra or a crop top or anything remotely close to my skin. And so I had to just go braless. And, um, and I was saying to somebody the other day, I was, you know, even when I went back to teaching yoga, um, I still couldn't wear anything. So Actually my breast tissue learned to hold itself up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um that, but yes, it did feel and i you know, especially when I was teaching as well, yeah. That felt quite vulnerable. Yeah. Which again is just it yeah, it's so
0: sad. It is, because I tried it um I've tried it and I I go through a soft thing so yes. these like as well. Same, same, yeah. Um and so, yeah, you know, there are times when nipples are visible. And I um, feel, you know, I'm like... Yeah. And it, it's very bizarre how I'm still... I'm still really conscious when I'm out in public of other people seeing... Not actually seeing my nipples, just seeing a raised part in my top yeah. where my nipples are. Yeah. And you know like, it, it's extraordinary and actually the there is a thing also, you know, with with um social media um and, and the whole world of Facebook ads and all of that disaster because you also can't show a shoulder because the bot thinks a naked shoulder means oh. it's Um so you, which also means you can't wear like a strappy top because it's it'll miss out strap and just see shoulder and think oh you are making not say that um, but selling um, figures of art that have things that represent you know bits of charcoal and pastel on paper that represent body parts of all of the sexes yeah Um so many of that of those things get flagged up oh not not sticking to Facebook rules. and you know, I have to I mean it's always a box, you know, so you have to kind of just put it for review and put an explanation in saying this is not in any way crude this is oh, it's not a yeah. photograph, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. And um generally speaking, the reviews work out okay, but there's still often things that have been looked at by a human being and have gone, No, I still think that's a bit rude yeah um
1: by a man (laughs) anyway (laughs) anyway yeah Yeah. no i i kind of i feel that that's that's what it comes down to is that you know that feeling that um of kind of coming back to what you're saying about not sell not being able to sell (laughs) naked nudes nudes. And it, yeah, it really does come back to that idea that we're, especially as a, being British, I think, I don't think, I'm not sure the French would have the same problem. No, but, um, probably not. Probably not. But yeah, that very Victorian attitude that we have about our own bodies, and about other people's bodies, about representations of bodies. And and it's just kind of, you know, it's 2021. Come know. on. Know. It is, it's positive. So,
0: yeah, part of what I want to do is, to, because this does just set my soul on fire. Yeah. Because the human body is extraordinary. People are. It me. is. And, and maybe if I, if I made pretty pictures of flowers or landscapes or something, maybe I'd make more money. But how sad is that? That was just yeah. my soul. And I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong in. No, but it's about, you. about Yeah, stress, It's about me and what I want to express. And I've tried drawing all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it's, they're good exercises in drawing, but nothing has just switched all of me on. I was yeah. going to say switch my brain on, but actually it's all of me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quite like drawing the human body. And um, and it's drawing the human body naked is a very different thing from yeah. drawing the human body clothed as well. Yeah. Um. And and not in a sexual, not in a sexual way. I'm not going to say not not in a sexual way because you know. But again,
1: that's you know, it's it's acknowledging all parts of us, all layers exactly. of us. Oh, you know, exactly. we are we are whole beings, and we just I think we like to kind of disinfect parts of ourselves and, and pretend yeah. that that's, you know, it's, it's naughty or bad or, and it, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's a whole other conversation. but, yeah. but there's a whole,
0: you know, thinking in terms about, of expression and expressing who that person is, you're seeing a person in their most vulnerable state. Yeah. When naked. Um and a lot of the people that I draw are very expressive with their bodies. Yeah. And, and you can see their emotions in them. Not just from their eyes and not just from their face, but with all of them. Yeah. And um I don't know if, if putting my art out there will help change those reactions to, to people seeing the naked body i don't know you can only hope it
1: good. but that is part of the 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 role of art isn't it is to yeah. help us as a as humanity as a as a society whatever to to see things and experience things in different ways that we wouldn't necessarily um be allowed to in our regular society because there yeah. is a kind of there is a, a mainstream way of looking at and seeing things and doing things mm. and and for, certainly for me I feel like the role of art is to explode all of that
0: yeah yeah because also it's it's like the, the mainstream way of things is like it's like the average, isn't it yeah but to get an average, you have to have things either side of it yeah um and yeah there's something in that and also it's for me also asked something about making sense of the world as well yes and something our place in it and... yeah oh yeah, so much to explore really
1: what um so you know i get a really good set and I, I feel so connected to you as well because i think our stories are really similar actually
0: yeah. um oh, gosh, i probably didn't tell you the story from the website that you were. No, it got. was
1: it was about you being a piece of rock
0: oh lovely
1: (laughs) I just love that analogy it's fantastic (laughs) but um so you know I feel like you you I probably know the answer to this already but but I'd love to know what especially right now when things are so kind of charged and challenging and polarizing and all of the rest of it what Motivates you each day to kind of to get up and to do this and to um to keep going.
0: That's a really good question. I think, and I've just looked at and I have I have stuff written on my because this is my studio and it's mine and it's in the loft. I write on the walls. No, oh. no, right wall slash ceiling you know because it's a lot and it says up here I have nothing to lose oh and that's partly that's partly it because I've come from feeling so stuck trapped yeah so finding my my having my kind of epiphany moment and finding my way out to freedom yeah so I'm like now I'm out with no way anyone is putting me back in the box (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> and, and a very strong sense of no one is the boss of me. Yeah. Um and I also know that I'm not doing other people harm. Yes. So um I just feel that if it it's a bit like the reason that I vote every time a time I can vote. Because even though my voice is one tiny little one tiny little voice in the sea of, of everybody else Um it's still important to add my voice to that yeah and I think that I've got stuff to express um which sounds a bit I don't know it sounds quite kind of like I will be heard you know but um it's it's not a it's not that my Opinion is any more important than anybody else's opinion. I just feel that we—it's important that we all express our opinion. Yeah.
1: I don't believe that's an egoic thing, and and we've we we frequently judge it as being such. Yeah. I really believe that's our soul, you know, our soul yeah. purpose—not s o l e yeah. but s o yeah. u l—our sole purpose is is to leave an energetic imprint. Yeah on this planet and on humanity and if we prevent ourselves from
0: doing that then what 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 is the point of us being here exactly yeah i i completely agree i feel like we're all each and every single one of us is here for a purpose and um and i think if we don't listen that purpose and we don't respect that purpose we then just live a very like john smith sorry for john smith world, well, <laughs> um, very john smith way of of, of life yeah but we then just become soulless boxes yeah like who wants to be a soulless
1: box? If there's one thing that you wish everybody knew in their deepest part of themselves, in their core,
0: what would it be? Mm. That's a fantastic question. And I think right now, because probably if you left me on a different day, it would be different. Um it's something that's come up for me recently that I didn't hear when I was a child Yeah. which was you can do anything you want you can do anything yeah that life is limitless yeah and well if you don't believe that life is limitless it just crushes the soul doesn't it yeah, absolutely, and I think probably because I came from being a bit pushed into a little box that wasn't yeah. much. Um, yeah. Not, not oh,
1: that is such <laughs> such a beautiful way to end this. I really, I could keep talking to you for hours. And I don't love this. <laughs> I think we now have to have to do a second instalment. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I really I, re- I really love this and I wanna wanna thank you for your time and um oh, just yeah, you. just everything. I just I feel really kind of feel like our journeys are intertwined somehow. Yeah, me too. Me
0: too. Very much so. Very much so. I actually really wish we lived closer.
1: Where are you? You're in New York North Yorkshire. North yeah. Yorkshire, okay. Yeah. Oh well I'm originally from Edinburgh, but that doesn't help right now. <laughs> I love
0: it. I love it. Thank you, Kate. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, where where can Thank we you. find you? Where oh, you? um, my website is very simple. It's um, For dot com. one word. Um, I'm also Kate Moore's Artist on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah. Fantastic. So there's no hyphens or underlines in any of that, obviously. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been fabulous. Bye. I like you so much.